listening to the Around the Borderland podcast with your host, George Savala. Welcome to the first episode of Around the Borderland. And we want to bring you the three P's, which is the people, the places, and the pure spirit of what makes our beautiful city of El Paso. And so we're going to start this podcast, we're going to launch this podcast with a special guest. I'm not going to say who it is yet, but uh, he did graduate from Burgess in 2010, kind of young guy there. But And the thing is, uh, we want to feature places and restaurants and people you know, that make El Paso, El Paso. Our guest today is, our special guest is Mr. Aaron Montes. Mr. Montes, how are you doing, sir? Hello, I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you, sir. So, and the reason for Mr. Motors being on the first show is because folks, I mean, he's, like I said, graduated 2010, but yet <laughs> he, 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 he brings to the foresight of what El Paso is. People going out there and being part of the community and, and all this good stuff. So, Mr. Motors, can you just tell us, for example, let's go from high school, because I know, uh, what, what college did you go to? Oh, I, I went to UTEP. <laughs> okay. And after UTEP? Uh, the City University of New York's Graduate School of Journalism. <laughs> wow. How was that experience, being going to New York? It was a very enlightening one. Um, you know, it's, uh, I, was, I enjoyed it thoroughly. Um, I learned a lot. I got to be around a lot of people in the uh, journalism profession. Um, but also, unfortunately, that's when, uh, you know, some of the issues that I experienced today started. <laughs> okay. Well, let me ask you this. What, what, what? What brought you back to El Paso? What's what what's about about El Paso that you like or love? Sure. First and foremost, I mean, I think it was always in the cards for me to be here and come home. I I love my home. I love my community. I was born and raised here, and you know, as, as I got older, I started to envision you know having you know spending the rest of my life here and. Uh, you know, my thought was I just needed to figure out how to do that. Uh, and part of that was acknowledging that I had to, I had to leave in order to have the, um, you know, the credentials uh, to hold a position here that was um, worthwhile, but also one that could sustain, you know, the cost of living as well. Um, and so that was a lot of the reason why I left in the first place. Um, I, I learned a lot and you know, was able to gain a lot of experience, but um, a, a major aspect to that was also, um, you know, being able to add things to my resume that would make me a, a greater prospect here. Yeah, but, but that's going to, yeah, I mean, going to uh, gain your education is very important to advance your career. And so what, once you graduate, you came back to El Paso, what, where did you start working after that? Well, uh, you know, unfortunately, Mr. Savala, I, I, I didn't finish um, while I was oh, okay. up there. And, and part of it, it, I think, will allude to some of the discussion we're going to have today. Um, I, uh, you know, I took on a lot, uh, as I do. And um, <clears throat> while I, I, I was going on a plane trip back to New York, I had been visiting home during Christmas. And um, the, the plane ride was really bad. Um, okay. Really bad turbulence. We were dropping a lot. And um, it activated something in me. I felt sick, and I thought, well, as soon as I get down, it'll be fine. Well, uh, got down, and it wasn't fine, and <laughs> it actually stuck, and it got worse and worse. I, I didn't know what it was at the time. Um, I, I figured I was just homesick, and uh, I just tried to shoulder it, 
And, you know, the more I tried to just do that and ignore it, the worse it got. And the more um, I started to feel the physical aspects where, you know, my heart felt like it was racing. I had shortness of breath. I couldn't, um, I couldn't think straight. My, my, you know, everything was getting cloudy. And to give you an example of how much I changed during that period, well, I loved being on the subway. I loved it. I mean, people hate it because, you know, during traffic, uh, high traffic time, you know, you're shoulder to shoulder and people are <laughs> up in your grill. Uh, but I enjoyed it. You know, I, I had no problem with it. But when I went back after this plane ride, I couldn't bear the sound of the train. Um, and I think what, what Mr. Moltes is alluding to, and I, and I did want to talk about this at some point, is, is Mr. Moltes, I think last year somewhere, this year, I remember on social media, you 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 came out talking about anxiety, right? And and to me, I know exactly what's in, unfortunately I, me too about the, the the heart racing and all that. But let me ask you this, Mr. Montes. Of course. Uh, having said that, what made you throw your hat into politics? <laughs> Right. Yeah, you would think that um, I'd want to take it a little easy, right? <laughs> um, well, uh, when I came home, you know, I worked at the Diario after a year of being off. And that's when I really, you know, started to really get to use the tools that I, you know, I learned when I was in New York uh, covering uh, City Hall. And uh, I was fortunate to get another job at, at El Paso Inc. and then at the El Paso Times. Uh you know, and to answer your question, Mr. Savala, um, like I said, you know, I, I, I love this community. I care about it. I care about its future. And like I said, you know, I also want to have my family here. I want to live the rest of my life here. And um, while being a reporter at City Hall, I, I saw things that bothered me. Um, we have a real issue when it comes to um, just how much debt we're racking up, but also, you know, the kind of burden that you put on in future generations, if you're not putting that kind of money and funds in the right kind of things. Um, and another aspect to that is, you know, the city itself is physically growing. Um, but in terms of population, we've either stagnated or gone down, which is incredibly uh, troubling, you know, from a city planning aspect, because, uh, if you're if you're if you're growing outward and you're not having enough people investing in the inner core, that's a recipe for hollowing out uh, the city and the tax base. Um, but also the other thing too, of course, is cost of living. You know, I, a lot of uh, my friends, a lot of people I've known, they've left um, because they sought other opportunities, and part of that main reason is because. Um, we we lack um, we lack a variety of industry here that I think can be bolstered, but it takes time. And uh, at the when I was covering City Hall at the paper at the paper, I just didn't see us investing in those things. So you know, it it very much um, you know fired me up to do that because I felt like it was crucial to do so. And it's kind of ironic that you mentioned those items because it's what the, the podcast is called around around the borderland and all those issues that you just mentioned are impacting all around the borderland and but what's impressive and that when i say impressive mr montes is like myself that has been diagnosed with anxiety i stay away from 
hot issues, you know, in public anyway, like going to city council. And uh, so how did you, not only that, but being in the media, going to those hot issues, like, you know, whatever is going on here in El Paso, how can you kind of do one thing and, and kind of juggle the anxiety and your work? Because for me, when I get anxieties and people who are listening, and you know, Mr. Montes, Yes. Is your world kind of collapses. It's like, oh, I want to leave. I can't breathe. I, you know, mm-hmm. and it just comes on out of the blue sometimes for me. Does it do that to you? Oh yeah, um, I've I, you know to be completely candid with you, you know, I had um, I had some anxiety attacks this week, and okay. um, they can be very uh, frightening. They can be very debilitating, um, and. You know, I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, that the whole reason why I took that first year off when I came home was because I couldn't leave my house. That's how bad it was. Yeah. Um, but you know, uh, I finally started seeing a doctor. Uh, they gave me tools to be able to uh, treat it, um, or at least you know find a way to live with it. Uh, it's never really gone. You know, I am always kind of dealing with it. Um, but you know, I, I try to live my life, you know, to the fullest and I know it sounds very cliche to say, but I can't, I can't really surmise it any better. It's, you know, that I I want to live without fear. And that's one thing that anxiety definitely, uh, generates, um, you know, it creates a lot of doubt and fear about, well, if I put myself in these scenarios, I'm going to go through this again. It, it definitely does that. But um, yeah, I, I just feel like if if I allow that, you know, to dictate what I do in life, you know, then I can never really truly live. And oh. I didn't want that to stop me. Uh, so you know, I I do as much as I can to treat it. I you know, I I, do, I practice mindfulness. I do breathing exercises when I get home. I go for walks. I, I try to not let work engulf my life. <laughs> and um, Well, I should learn from you. I should learn from you because I, I, I do that. I, I, I try to keep away from those issues I know that are going to may agitate because like you said, that fear. Because yeah. like me, you know, I'll be good and all of a sudden, boom, it hits. I'm like, oh, yeah. crap. It's starting. And, you know, and I don't like to take medication. I, I do you know, therapy. I, I do either talk to my wife or she notices it. Like my hands would get sweaty, and she would talk, like she would start, "Oh, how was your day?" Or you know, trying to distract me. And, and those tools help. Those tools help. But man, I tell you, I mean, and and, and the thing for you, uh, what's the best technique that you've learned or or method or whatnot to to help you? Like if it's coming on, to to deal with it right there and then. Sure. Um, for me, what what typically helps is, uh, and forgive me. But um, uh, I listened to an album uh, by an artist named J. Cole, and it's called um, it's called uh, uh, For Your Eyes Only. That that album, for some reason, calms me down. Uh, But also while I listen to it, you know, I'll do breathing exercises um, and slow down my breathing and really try to control and, you know, really be in tune with with my surroundings, you know, um, like if you're breathing slow, you want to feel the ground beneath you. You want to listen to forever. <laughs> yes. You know, it's, it's, it's a way of grounding yourself, right? When, when things yeah, get really yeah. testy. <laughs> so that's, but you're funny. Cause when you say about the ground on you, 
it's and that's why I laugh because it's, you're saying what I'm thinking too. Like, wow, that's that's something. But you know what, folks? It's not a bad thing. Like like Mr. Moses was saying, and in some ways I'm saying it. You can live with it. Just you gotta find those tools in the out in the, res- in the community to help you. And if it's medication, if it's not, hey, that's your choice. But the things that you could just know how to address it, and and for you, Mr. Montes, coming out on, on social media to mention that, especially you being the when I say the media folks, it's because uh, he currently works for a local uh, TV station, and to say that and not be fearful of what people are gonna think, I, I applaud you for that because I'm not gonna lie to you because there's people that say, oh, he has this or she has this or he's this or they they they, they label you. Yeah. You know, and that's the thing I'm, I'm proud of you to did that because that brings a stigma away from people that have individuals that have a diagnosis of anxiety. Uh, and what can you say to those people that are kind of hesitant to come out or, or seek treatment? What do you say to those individuals? Sure. Uh, you know, the first thing I would always say is, um, look, you're not alone in any of this. Um, there is absolutely help. There's absolutely support. Um, the only thing that needs to happen is um, you need to think about what step you want to take. Uh, one of the most important ones is just acknowledging it. You know, it, it, like you mentioned earlier, Mr. Savala, in our community, there's a lot of stigma around mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's a generational thing, maybe. Uh, it may be passed down, but, you know, we live in a different time and I think it's time for us to start addressing those things more openly. And, you know, to your point, I'm very open about it because I want people to know that just because you have something like that doesn't mean that you can't go pursue your dreams. You can absolutely do it. And, you know, it's about getting the right tools, you know, when it's time. Right. And, um, you know, I'll be honest with you when when I was running. People used to tell me, look, Aaron, don't, you know, don't talk about it because your opponents are going to or your critics are going to say, oh, well, look, you can't do the job because he's nervous all the time. And I, I thought that that would be very disingenuous. I thought that 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 would not actually, you know, that that would set things back. And I actually wanted it to be a part of it because I want people to know that that they're not alone in these things kind of things and I want them to understand that there's help it doesn't have to feel you don't have to feel alone and you don't have to handle it on your own you don't and you said something that's that's poignant you said in in a way you said don't be ashamed yeah don't be ashamed like oh they're gonna like me I tell people straight out you know what I have anxiety because I want them to understand me because if I saw if I'm jittery or if I start moving my hands around or my legs around it's because I need to move my legs and arm you probably know what I'm talking about to get that that blood flowing to uh, get relaxed. But I want people to know that, not to, to say, what's wrong with this guy? Why is he doing that? But I want people to understand that anxiety is not like, like myself. You can see like, oh, he's blind or he's in the wheelchair. But anxiety is, you can't see that. Right. You know, and, and so someone, you see someone like, what's wrong with him? But the thing is, I, I do appreciate you, you taking the time to be frank with us and talk about the anxiety. And But it hasn't stopped you. And, and saying that, what's your next step? I know you're, Currently working right now for a local TV station, but are there are there plans in the future there, Mr. Montes? For <laughs> well, you know, Mr. Savala, right now I want to uh, focus on just serving the community that, like I have, you know, for the past couple of years, you know, by informing, 
bringing light to issues like I have. Um, I'm very excited. You know, I'm, I'm out in the housing market as competitive as it is looking for a home. And, uh, you know, I'm very excited at the thought of, you know, moving on and more into adulthood and, uh, you know, just enjoying life's simple pleasures and being around. You, when you say adulthood? Yeah, yeah. I was I was telling Mr. Montes before we started the recording. He graduated in 2010. I graduated in 1990. That's 30 years ago, man. I'm like, wow. That's, but you know what? But but the thing is, anxiety hits everyone, every age, any age. Yeah. Female, male, doesn't matter. And get help. I mean, if you really feel this is impacting your 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 quality of life. It's not a shameful thing to ask for help. Uh, a good resource that I know is called La Familia del Paso, and they have a good resource where they can help. Just, just reach out, you know. Like Mr. Montes says, you're not alone. There's many people in this world that we don't know. They're they're hiring probably famous people, but just come out and say it. This is no bad thing. But before we go, Mr. Montes, what do you want to say about El Paso that's good for El Paso and what is really the true spirit of El Paso? Well, I, you know, I think that there is a very deep sense of community here, which is part of the reason why um, I want to stay home and make it better. And I think it's part of the reason why we all stay here and, you know, try to um, better our community as best as we can. It's just there's much more of a sense of we than a sense of I. And, mm, you know, true. we saw that on Monday um, and Tuesday, you know, given the, the anniversary of you know, August 3rd, but uh, throughout the year, you know, you always see great things from El Pasoans who care about each other. We see each other struggle and we help each other. I, I think that that was ingrained. That's ingrained in the community consciousness. And I guess my message is let's keep doing, let's keep being that because that's, that's truly who we are. And, you know, well, another, let me ask you something, Mr. Montes. If you don't want to talk about it, it's fine. Sure. Uh, oh, the August third 2019 uh, you you were working for the media at that time yes sir so tell me that day about what you did or how did i mean because you're part of the media what did you how did you cover because coming from someone on the other side i could just imagine you having access to you know stuff and i mean what, can you tell people like what that day was for you sure well i mean for a lot of journalists when you hear something's happening you know, your first instinct is really just to go, go, you know, you just go and you try to verify the facts. You try to understand what's going on. And so you're not, you're not very conscious of your sentiments at, at first, you know, you're just trying to understand uh, the situation and try to, you know, distribute that to the public. And for me, I will never forget, uh, I parked where I used to park as a student at Burgess, you know, because um, a lot of people were, were gathering at Pondera in the early hours of that. Yes. Uh, I, I parked, you know, along the along the road uh, that leads to uh, Sila Vista um, on Sun Mount and Viscount. And I remember, you know, seeing people making their way up. Uh, they were all wearing these red shirts and there was a Honda... Um, vehicle just parked on the intersection there. Um, I, I, I realized what it was and the first thing I saw was a mother hug her daughter. 
Um, and I think that's when I re- when it really hit me, um, you know, how grave this was, how yeah. devastating. And yeah, you, you have to remember at the time, you know, there was this thought or people felt like this, there was more than one shooter. There was a lot of uh, chatter on social media that there was some other issue going on at Bassett Center. And yeah, so, yeah, that's right. That's right. You're right. Yeah. So part of my job at first was to, you know, was to either, um, you know, disprove that or, you know, verify that. And, you know, we were able to verify that, you know, there was one shooter and, you know, that nothing happened at Bassett, but that people had taken precaution just in case. And that was the longest day of my life. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was. I remember. You know, what's so spooky about that day is that morning. My wife. Uh, we, we have pets here at the house, mm-hmm. and we, we buy. We have pads in case you have a, a, an accident. Mm-hmm. And uh, she normally goes to the one on Sela Vista mm-hmm. to buy because they have a bigger, a bigger quantity of the the pack. Yes, sir. And she had gone to Friday. On Friday, she had gone to the one in Yarbrough, and they didn't have it. She shoots it. So Sunday, uh, Saturday. She made me breakfast, and we're like, oh, you know what? I'm gonna go buy uh, the the dog pads at the Salo Vista before it gets busy. Mm-hmm. It's around nine thirty, nine nine thirty. I go, okay, we start so we started talking. We're just talking, and she goes, I'm gonna go take a bath, and then you know I'm gonna leave. And so I'm sitting there, and I hear that beep, that thing, the alarm comes on the TV, shooting Salo Vista. I'm like, and then the Walmart. I'm like, what the heck? So I ran to the, the bathroom. Like, I'm not, I go, babe, don't go. Mm-hmm. You, you can't go. So what do you mean? What are we talking about? So she sat there, and we're just stunned. Right. We were both stunned. Like, what the heck is? And then my mom, when she was God bless my mom, she passed away. But she took, she called me, crying because my uncle used to go to that store all the time, you know, to get coffee every morning. So she's like, babe, mijo, Ernie, Ernie, and I'm like, so we're all freaking out. You know, that day she didn't go. And then uh, I get a text uh, from my mom because we have a relative that's a, a homicide detective, and he said uh, 18 at this time are dead. Oh my god! And I'm like, whoa! And so it just, man, like you said, that was a long day. That was a long day, but hopefully, you know, we could bring that to justice and honor those individuals that passed away. The 23 individuals, uh, and but. Uh, like you, you are Mr. Montes, you're the spirit of El Paso, so thank, thank you for coming on to our first show. And like I said, you know, around, the, around the borderline, we want to bring you, what, the three Ps? People, places, and the pure spirit of El Paso. And Mr. Montes, thank you so much for, for being part of the first show. First show, and um, any parting words before we go, sir? Sure, and you know, I'll just give one last example of where I was, you know, just to you know, bring this back around. Um, Back in 2016, there was an evening where I had been doing better, but all of a sudden things got worse again, got worse. And I just remember laying in my room thinking, is this the end of me? Hmm. You know, and just looking on that, you know, five years later, you know, what I would tell people is, you know, you're always in the fight as long as you're willing to go in and don't ever give up. And, you know, I'm here, Mr. Savala, I know that you're here. Um, we yeah. want to talk to you. You know, if you're feeling that way, we're here because we yeah, know we what shall. you're going through and we'll guide you through it. So thank you. And you know, it's funny you said that. And I said the same thing. 
is at the end. I've had that discussion too, because you, you when that anxiety really hits you, you're like, wow. Especially when you're not, you're not really familiar with what's going on. Mm-hmm. You're like, what is happening? Am I gonna pass? Am I gonna die? Or, it's scary. It is scary. But we're here, like you said, Mr. Multi people, folks. If you're listening to this, you need someone to talk to. Talk to someone. Talk to a relative. Talk to anyone. And you, you, you'll get through it. We did, right? We, we're doing okay, me and Mr. Mr. Montez. Uh, and so anyways, thank you everyone for listening to this uh, first episode of the Round the Borderland.